Good morning for Wednesday, September 13th, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. U.S. shows improved storm response. U.S. may drop refugee limit below 50,000. And they came for sun and weathered big storms. In today's national headlines, Irma's aftermath leaves all of Florida stunned. We get the latest from Jacksonville. Seattle mayor accused of sex abuse will resign. And charges dismissed in deadly 2005 Amtrak derailment. In today's business headlines, Tesla autopilot found at fault in fatal crash. Swift downfall by a PR firm for strong men. And Dow DuPont bows to activist investors in breakup plan. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Atlanta. U.S. shows improved storm response. By Richard Fawcett. Two massive storms brought death and suffering and damage that will be measured in the billions of dollars. They left millions of residents cowering in their homes to ride out pounding rains and left evacuees, hundreds of thousands of them scattered across Texas and the southeast. At the same time, hurricanes Harvey and Irma may have revealed a largely unnoticed truth often buried under the news of unfolding tragedy. The United States appears to be improving in the way it responds to hurricanes at a time when climate scientists say the threats from such storms fueled by warming oceans is only growing more dire. For all the chaos, the death toll of hurricanes Harvey and Irma remains surprisingly contained, about 85 thus far in Florida and Texas. There's no doubt that we're doing better, said Brian Wilson, a civil engineer professor and evacuation expert at Louisiana State University. The stuff we're not doing is rocket science, but it's having the political will and the need to do it. Across much of Florida and the region on Tuesday, stressed and exhausted families were assessing damage from Irma, or just beginning the arduous journey home, often grappling with gasoline shortages, sweltering heat, and power and cell service disruptions, in addition to downed trees and property damage. At least 12 people were reported dead in Irma's wake. The pain was felt where the storm hit hardest, like the Florida Keys, where an estimated 25% of homes were destroyed and bleary-eyed residents contemplated a battered landscape. And the pain was felt far away as well, in Jacksonville, where there was still major flooding from epic storm surge, heavy rains, and rising tides, in Georgia, where at least 1.2 customers were without power Tuesday, and in Charleston, South Carolina, where Irma's effects coincided with high tide, causing some of the worst flooding since Hurricane Hugo, which devastated the area in 1989. The political will Wilson cited has arisen in large part from the two very different disasters of the century, the September 11, 2001 terror attacks, and four years later, Hurricane Katrina, whose floodwaters put most of New Orleans underwater and left more than 1,800 people dead. The terror attacks in New York and Pennsylvania revolutionized the way American government coordinated disaster response. Katrina stimulated a new and robust conversation about the power of natural disasters, and more specifically, forced Americans to rethink the growing threats from flood water. 
These issues have become central themes for government in recent years, and Richard Serino, a former deputy administrator of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, said he was not surprised that the response to the storms thus far had gone relatively well. It's no accident, he said. We've been training people for this for the last 16 years. Here's the second front page story. U.S. may drop refugee limit below 50,000. Reported by Julie Hirschfeld Davis and Miriam Jordan. The Trump administration's considering reducing the number of refugees admitted to the country over the next year to below 50,000, according to current and former government officials familiar with the discussions, the lowest number since at least 1980. President Trump promised during his 2016 campaign to deny admittance to refugees who posed a terrorist threat. In his first days in office, he took steps to radically reduce the program that resettles refugees in American cities and towns, capping the number admitted at 50,000 as part of his executive order banning travel from seven predominantly Muslim countries. That was less than half the 110,000 refugees President Barack Obama said should be admitted in 2016. But in recent weeks, as the deadline approached for Trump to issue the annual determination for refugee admissions required by the Refugee Act of 1980, some inside the White House, led by Stephen Miller, Trump's senior advisor for policy, have pressed to set the ceiling even lower. The issue has sparked intense debate within the administration, with Miller and some officials at the Department of Homeland Security citing security concerns and limited resources as grounds for deeply cutting the number of admissions. And officials at the National Security Council, the State Department and the Department of Defense opposing a precipitous drop. The officials in...